You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. The Electric Mustang's here. The Electric Mustang's here. This is episode 66 of Chrome Dome Radio. I'm Chris. And uh, I was just watching the debut of the Mustang Mach-E. The all-electric Ford Mustang Mach-E. Exciting stuff. We heard about this earlier this year. And uh, everybody, including myself, a lot of people around the uh, the automotive industry that I spoke with, which means my friends, <laughs> that we were all pretty excited. You know that uh, it just sounded like a cool idea that they were gonna do this. You know, a classic American sports car uh, with an electric version. I really liked the sound of it. And then, you know, the past couple of days come around, and there's this big debut. And hey, as it turns out, Ford catfished America. Because, I mean, in my opinion, it's not a Mustang. You can call it whatever you want. But that is an SUV. Now, even even if you're not a car person, right? You're out there thinking, Chris, you silly Goose, you just said it was an SUV. <laughs> Obvious. Surely you must know that a Mustang's not an SUV. Oh gosh, you're so silly. Yeah, I would have said the same thing, but unfortunately, nobody said that to Ford. Nobody called up Ford and said, "Mr. Ford, you're you're confused, Mr. Ford." Oh, jeez. You just said you were going to call that SUV over there a Mustang. Oh, jeez. You, you're you so silly. Obviously, you're not going to call that a Mustang because that's an SUV. Jeez. That was close. Good thing I'm here. God. Nope. Ford has named their new electric SUV a Mustang. Uh, okay. I mean, and that's it. Other than the name, I'm sure it's a great car. It looks, okay, honestly, appearance-wise, looks like a fart. Blech. Looks a little bit like a fart. Like, if you were to fart electricity, if you could fart out electricity, it would probably look like the Mustang Mach-E. It's just an electric fart. That's fine. You know, it, uh, most electric cars to me aren't that appealing. I think the only one I really like is the the Model S, the Tesla Model S. I don't really like any other Teslas. I don't really like any of the other ones from any other company. And I don't really like this one. It just looks like an electric fart to me. And that's fine. It's just my opinion. Right? I'm entitled to that. I mean, I don't make up the rules. It just, it is what it is. It just looks like an electric fart. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the smart move that Ford did 
by the way, and I didn't even know this till I was watching the debut, is they got Idris Elba, one of the coolest, suavest men. Suavest? A word. Suavest, coolest. It is for this. For this, this is a word. On Chrome Dome Radio, suavest is a word. Um, He's one of the coolest dudes. And they got him to be like, I guess now, the Matthew McConaughey of Ford, where he's going to do probably super overly dramatic, um, amazing monologues to sell you a regular car so that you think you're doing something cooler than you're actually doing because in the end, you're just buying a car. And it's just a Ford. But hey, whatever makes you feel good. And it's going to feel good to drive the same car as Idris Elba because he's cool as shit. And I think he's 007. And, and he probably is double. He's probably a real life 007. And then... <laughs> okay, you know what? Here's what Ford needs to do. They need to take that idea. They had the Idris Elba idea. Right? Good idea. Right? Because it's supposed to be something classier. And... Next level Mustang. Mustang tried and true American old school badass pony car, muscle car, whatever you want to call it. Now this is the next level. My phone is ringing from a distance. I'm not going to answer it. It's just going to ring! <laughs> uh, so you have like, I think it, hang on, dang it, hang on. All right, I'm back. This is real. This is real stuff. You know, the phone was ringing. All right. This is what Ford needs to do. Like I was saying, they need to go all out with this idea with Idris Elba. And when you go to a Ford dealership, let's say you go in there, right? Okay, this is how it's going to go. You're going to walk into the Ford dealership, okay? We've all been to one. You're going to go, wait a second. This place looks different. I I can't really place my finger on it, but what what? The coffee machine. There used to be a coffee machine there. Now it's a Is that tea? They have tea. Are are those crumpets? Wait. And you're looking around, you're like Am I, did I walk into a Jaguar? I thought this was Ford. <laughs> and then you're greeted by a man in a black tuxedo. And obviously his name's Nigel. And he goes, Hello, sir. Welcome to Ford Motor Company. How can I help you today? And you go, Wow. Holy moly. I, I'm, I'm looking to buy a car. Well, sir, you've come to the right place. I'm Nigel Fordsworth. And I'll be helping you on this day. What's going on around here? Well, you see, sir, Ford's under a new image. We're trying to pr we're trying to sell something more sophisticated. Let's say the Ford of the future. Please, sir, come with me. We will peruse through the parking lot and find you just the right vehicle. What? Okay. It was kind of weird. So you're walking around, and you're realizing that every salesperson is wearing a black tuxedo, tuxedo complete with a black bow tie, of course. And they're all named Nigel. 
and you're like, hey, Nigel, uh, yeah, I think, uh, for, no, Nigel's got to ask you, so, sir, what brought you to the Ford, Ford Motor Company today? Well, I, dude, I've always dreamed of having a Mustang, like my favorite car ever. Of course! Of course, a uh, try and true American vehicle, but, you see, I have much to show you today. Nigel, you? Are you are you farting? Of course not, sir. Follow me. <laughs> so you're walking through the parking lot, and you're like, you're looking, you're like, wait a second, those, those are the Mustangs. Oh, well, no, that's it right there. Oh, they're all different colors. That one's green. That one's fire engine red. That one's Ford blue. Nigel, Nigel, slow down. The Mustangs are here. These two door sports coupes. That one's that GT. I want that one. He goes, sir, of course you must be mistaken. Those are last year's Mustangs. You see, sir, that's when Ford Motor Company was an old, outdated American company. You see, sir, we've grown much more sophisticated since those days. Now, sir, I would like to show you the Mustang of the future. Nigel, I think you're farting. And where's that music coming from? <laughs> so you're like, okay, fine, Nigel, just take, what, fine, let me see this year's Mustang. Let's go check it out. So you're going through the line, and you're just like, damn, man, I really wanted to drive that GT. Fine, whatever. Go entertain Nigel. So Nigel takes you to the back now, right? And he goes, sir, behind me, I have one of the most modern, progressive, sophisticated vehicles that runs on nothing but electricity team crumpets. Behind me is the Mustang Electric Flatulence. <laughs> the what? You see, sir. Behind me is the electric flatulence, the latest in Mustang technology. It is all electric. Well, I didn't want an electric car. And also, wait, that's an SUV. Oh, Nigel, you've made a mistake. You brought me to the SUVs. I said I wanted a Mustang. You see, sir. Perhaps the SUV and the Mustang of the future is one in the same? Wait, you're telling me that future Mustangs are SUVs? Of course, sir. We at Ford Motor Company wouldn't have it any other way. You see, we know you love something that's existed for over 50 years. It's always been the same. It's always been a two-door coupe V8 muscle car. Fine. Fine, sir. But you see, we will tell you what you want. And what you want now is a family-friendly four-door electric SUV. But you see what we found is why call it something uninteresting? Why tell your friends you drive a regular car when you can tell them you drive a Mustang electric flatulence? Wow. Gee, Nigel, that actually sounds really great. Walk with me as we share different fart sounds together.
I'm really liking this electric flatulence, Nigel. Of course you are, sir, you see. I knew that before you even arrived here. We knew you were coming all along. We had this car prepared just for you. In the, in the, in the exact shade of blue that you always dreamed of? Ford, dude. All right. The hell am I talking about? You guys still listening? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Answering phones, making fart sounds. You guys are still listening. You're still out there. That's good. Oh, uh, I think last episode, no, maybe two episodes ago, I mentioned that I couldn't get the Firebird started. My 91 got her started. Got her started, you guys. Uh, I got it all on video. Um, but I'm going to tell you for the podcasters, I'm going to describe it all to you. You don't have to wait for the video. This isn't a, like, read about it in my book type thing. I'm just going to tell you right now exactly what happened. I went through all the steps. I think I mentioned it a couple podcasts ago. I went through all the steps. I was getting the spark. I was getting the fuel and the air and the compression. The one thing I couldn't ever confirm was the timing. Now... But I was getting spark, right? So I bought a new distributor because I was kind of under the assumption. I talked to a few people, and they were like, look, dude, you might have cracked a distributor somewhere, and it could be in pieces inside your motor or whatever. And I was like, oh, dude, I don't want to deal with that. So I go to I go pick up a new distributor, and I'm about to install it. I pop the distributor cap off, and I'm looking closely at the rotor. And the rotor is positioned in somewhat of a strange direction. It was like pointed directly towards the front of the car and I thought that doesn't seem like the right starting point for a rotor right now so I pop it off and I pretty much immediately noticed that the notch that's on the rotor was not lined up with the notch that's on the spindle for the distributor and I went oh I line it up I snap it back into place throw the cap back on plug in the wires the car fired right up now you might be thinking, Adoy? Yeah, okay, guys, look. If you were there, which you weren't, <laughs> it was more complicated to figure out than you think because that's weird. The rotor was still a stat attached to the spindle. It was just not lined up right. So even if I was, I was turning the distributor cap to get the timing, because I kept thinking, this sounds like a timing issue, and... Which means no matter what I did, it was still wrong. You know, it was still at the wrong starting point. And this is, it's just, so what, what must have happened, my best guess is, because I cut the motor out. Now, if you know the story, what happened is I cut the motor off while it was at full throttle. And my guess is it was spinning so fast that when I just cut it off, it came to a dead stop. Probably just knocked itself loose. But didn't come off the spindle. Because I had popped off the distributor cap a few weeks ago. Just to do like a quick visual inspection. And I didn't even, I didn't notice at that time. I just looked at it and I went, eh, looks fine. I'm getting spark, looks fine. Must be working. <laughs> and that's, uh, and that's the story of, uh, the Firebird right now. So I'm going to be, I'm going to get that video out by the end of the week. You guys will be able to see that. And, uh, 
and that's cool. Uh, I'm getting distracted. Oh, I forgot to mention the the Idris Elba debut video itself. Where oh, this is funny. So he's debuting the Mustang, and he's talking about it, and he's selling it, right? And then he's like, "It's it's an all new Mustang," and then he says that. Listen to the way he says when he reveals to the crowd that it's an SUV. He so insecure about it. Listen. For the first time ever, there is a new Mustang joining the stable. Not just a new model, but an all new vehicle. The, yep, now make some noise. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> get him in. Sure, get the crowd into it. It's the all electric Ford Mustang Mark E. It's also an SUV. So it's a new Mustang for a new age. Now, okay. <laughs> Two extremely funny things happened in the past 10 seconds. First of all, did you hear the way he said it's an SUV? He was almost like, it's an SUV. It's an SUV. His voice goes up, SUV. Well, listen. Also, Idris Elba is now Nigel. I'll make some noise. Go for it. Go for it. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's the all-electric Ford Mustang Mark E. It's also an SUV. Side note, it's also an SUV. You heard the way he said that. It's also an SUV. So insecure about the words he's saying. That's okay. Let's listen again. All-electric Ford Mustang Mark E. It's also an SUV. So it's a new Mustang for a new age. Now he says, it's a new Mustang for a new age. And he silences himself because next part is applause, right? So let's see. New new Mustang, new age. For a new age. Now let's One dude. One dude. No applause. Because what? Why is there no applause? Because you just said the new Mustang is also an SUV. So it's a new Mustang for a new age. Now listen. <laughs> you, got <the> one. <laughs> you got the one dude. Huh? <laughs> what? Hey, what what did he just say? Oh. Oh god. What did he just say? Did we walk into the wrong debut? Oh, we did it again. Oh, we walked into the wrong debut again. Oh no, Mustang. No, that's not even the Mustang one, though. The Mustang one is. They do fart jokes on Chrome Dome Radio. All of them. And then they name it, they name it the Mach E. I know I'm all over the place. I was just talking about the Firebird, but now I'm back on this Mustang because they call it the Mach E, which I don't know if that's like their way of poking fun a little bit at Tesla because Tesla wanted to do the Model E, but Ford, I don't know if Ford either sued them or they already had the rights to the Model E because they were going to name their electric car the Model E and then they come out with the Mach E. I mean, either way, if they are doing that to screw with Ford a little bit, then that's totally, I mean, that's... You know, that's it. You know? And then... 
Now Tesla's going to have to come back and go. And then, and I know, Ford will have to come back again and go. And then again, Tesla. And then I'm over here just going. That's honestly how I get through most feuds. Pepsi versus Coke. Hulu versus Netflix. Russia versus the USA. Democrats versus Republican. That's it. I remembered about this Idris Elba thing because I was trying to pull up my notes that I normally have in front of me, but I was playing the Idris Elba video instead. And then, and because I did that, I didn't have my notes in front of me. I want, I know I wanted to talk about that girl who ended her comedy show. Did you guys hear about that? Oh, jeez. Hey, let's answer the phone on the pod. Oh, no, I'm not going to answer it. It's a 1-800 number. So professional of me to have my phone on the show. Very professional. This, this show's going places, guys, because I do stuff like that. Uh, all right, so this girl... I forget her name. Courtney Pong. Courtney Pong. That's a joke because she's Asian. It's not even a joke. That's her real name. That's her real God-given name. Don't laugh at it. Her name's Courtney Pong. She is the owner of a comedy club, and she shut this thing down mid-show because she didn't like the jokes that the comedian was telling. Recap. That was a lot to absorb. An owner of a comedy club shut down a show, mid-show, because she didn't like the jokes the comedian was telling. Okay. Courtney Pong. Don't laugh. Um, is 18 years old. Owns a comedy club I'm speaking slowly because 18 years old comedy owns a comedy club entitled okay uh, a local theater owner took stand against a misogynistic joke and uh, she was met with swift unrelenting backlash alright so Saturday evening Rossi Square Theater owner Courtney Pong, don't laugh, not a joke, shut down a series of stand-up sets after the lineup of comedians made persistent racist and sexist jokes. Uh, now, okay, you said joke at the end. It's a joke at the end. Okay, a joke. According to Pong, don't laugh, not funny, the MC, who along with the featured comics, was hired by a separate company that contracts the theater, contracts the theater, contracts the theater <laughs> kicked off the night by making a joke about a segregated audience oh the segregated audience attempting to make 
two black and two white audience members change seats and sit next to each other. Okay, uh, I mean, when you read it, not funny, stupid, not offense, that doesn't offend me. I mean, more of just like an observant thing, just like a playful thing. I don't know. I'm not going to be on SNL anytime soon. After that, Pong says, a string of comics embarked on a stale lineup of jokes touching on sexual conquest and domestic violence and often often referring to women as bitches. Bitches and hoes. The audience was so quiet throughout the set that Pong had to go over to the sound booth to play background music in an attempt to cut the awkwardness. What? She played music in the background. That's weird. And then what finally set Pong over the edge? Here's what finally set Pong don't laugh over the edge when one of the comics joked that he lost his job as an Uber driver because he made all the female passengers sit in the car trunk. What? <laughs> what? One of the comics joked that he lost his job as an Uber driver because he made all his female passengers ride in the trunk. Okay, fine. Again, dude, this is when you try to read. I don't know how he, I don't know how he turned that into a joke. It doesn't sound that funny when you read it, but okay. It again, joke. Here's the thing with jokes: you either like them or you don't. You either laugh or you don't laugh. To get offended over a joke of any kind doesn't compute with me. Shortly after, Pong stood up, rang a bell to silence the comedians. <laughs> she rang a bell? She walked to the front of the room and announced she was cutting off the show. This isn't content that we want at the theater, Pong said and told the crowd. And it's not what we want as a community. All paying customers are being offered a refund. Look, she gets to do this. She totally gets to do this because she's the owner. It's her property. She gets to kick people out as she pleases. I'm all for that. But, Courtney, if you're going to get offended by jokes, why do you own a comedy theater? Do you, do you not understand what you've done here? You can't get offended by jokes and own a comedy theater. I'm creating a safe space. Um, no, it doesn't say I, I inserted space, safe. I'm creating a space for customers to enjoy a show, Pong says. It was a business decision in the moment. We didn't tell them they couldn't do it ever. This just isn't the space. Wow. I mean, just don't go. Just don't go. I don't understand... You have, okay, let's say you own, let's say you own a venue and, you know, you like a, a rock and roll venue. You like to get some local bands around town and then you book, uh, you book some heavy metal band. You know, let's not even say local bands. Let's say you just own a music venue and you book Megadeth and Megadeth comes out and Dave Mustang is doing, uh, sweating bullets and you're like, whoa, 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 this is heavy. This music you're playing is heavy. Look, guys, I'm sorry. We're going to have to end the show. Wait, 
you hired Dave Mustaine to be here as a metal musician. He's playing metal, and you don't like it. So you're going to shut down the show? And furthermore, it looks like well, there were 17 people in the crowd. <laughs> there were 17 people in the crowd. Most of which were obviously friends of the comedians. So you know what she did? Is she ended the show that I bet at least, let's say if there were 17, I bet 12 of them were having a good time. They're watching their friends up on stage. So she ended a show that people were probably actually enjoying. Because it wasn't the message she wanted her business to convey. And what is that? That you're only allowed to say certain things here? Seems odd to be shutting down jokes as the owner of a uh, comedy theater. But hey, that's just me. Oh, this Miles Garrett thing. This Miles Garrett thing, he's the... So, last week, uh, what was it? The Browns and the Steelers? I'm going to screw this up. I'm going to screw this up. I got to get the names right before I screw it all up. Because I, I, it's like I didn't even know these guys' names until this fight. And uh, so it was the quarterback for... Dude, am I, I going to say... Was it the Steelers? Probably should have looked this up, right? But yeah, Steelers. All right, so everybody's freaking out because they want like the hammer to be brought down on Miles Garrett. And look, I don't blame you when you when you watch the video right off the bat. You see Miles Garrett um, hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. <laughs> okay, but I watched the replay a few times. And there's more to this story. And so you basically here's what happens. Miles Garrett tackles Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph does not respond well to it on the ground. You can see him get a little pissy about it. And as he's and as Miles Garrett's getting up, they're still just like pushing and shoving and kicking. And then I don't know at what point, but Miles Garrett's ripping Mason Rudolph's helmet off and and then walks away but Mason Rudolph is still following him as if he's going to attack him. So Miles Garrett turns around and hits him with the helmet. Now, naturally, shouldn't have done that. Suspension? Yes. Kicked out of the league? What well, he hasn't been kicked out yet, but people are talking about that. He, I, two three game suspension. I'd have been like, yeah, that was suitable. He's out for the season. Miles Garrett and what did Mason Rudolph get? Nothing. How did he get nothing? He was in the middle of the whole damn thing. In fact, he kind of instigated the whole thing. He overreacted. Miles Garrett overreacted. Everybody overreacted. But for some reason, only Miles Garrett is suspended because he swung the helmet. It just doesn't seem right to me that you can have Mason Rudolph just, just oh, look what he did. He hit me with a helmet. As soon as he got hit with the helmet, you see him throw his arms up. And you could just hear him just go, boo, he hit me with the helmet. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I, do, I don't think it's fair that he is not suspended any games and Miles Garrett is fighting for his career at this point. And that's my football update for this episode of Chrome Dome Radio.
And then uh, I saw the trailer for Bev. No, not a trailer. I oh, dude, this is funny. This is this is classic me. There was a there's a fourth Beverly Hills Cop coming out next year. <laughs> and I was like, I was reading about it, and I went, wait, fourth? I literally went, wait, fourth? How many are there? I thought there was two. And I'm thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, the first one, everybody knows the first one. It's a classic. And the second one was in, he was in like that amusement park. And he had that giant bazooka at the end and he couldn't figure out how to use it. And he kept accidentally playing music. And then he finally like had a rocket launcher come out of it. And I was like, that's the second one. When the hell was the third one? Well, ladies and gentlemen, my whole life, I thought I had seen Beverly Hills Cop 2. What, what I thought was Beverly Hills Cop 2 was actually Beverly Hills Cop 3. And I've never seen Beverly Hills Cop 2. I went back and watched a trailer. And I was like, I've never seen this movie. How did I never see this movie? I like these movies. And uh, so that's there. So somehow I managed to not ever see Beverly Hills Cop 2, but I've seen 1 and 3. I have a project for this evening. And speaking of movies, today is Blade Runner Day. It is November 20th. This is the date that Blade Runner took place. Now, how do you feel about that? All these old sci-fi movies from when you were a kid? They're, they're, we're, we're not only... We're hitting the dates now, guys. We don't have flying cars. We sure don't have time travel. We don't have hoverboards. And we, we don't have um, replicants. And this is a problem, because as we approach all these dates, we were supposed to have the... Hollywood said we were going to have certain things, and we don't have them. It's too much like it was. It's supposed to be different. We're supposed to have things that stretch the imagination, like a hoverboard. And we don't have these things. And it's upsetting, and I don't like it. How cool would it be to have a hoverboard? I don't even think that's like the most exciting thing from the Back to the Future movies that I would want. I mean, obviously, I, dude, I just want a straight, it doesn't even have to fly. It doesn't even have to travel through time. I just want a DeLorean. I really want a DeLorean. And I could have had that in 1982. Didn't have to wait for the future for that. It was already there. It was just waiting for us. We had it. And we didn't take it. <laughs> Dude. Where am I going? Oh, good lord. Alright, so, we hey, we covered a lot today. We covered the electric Mustang, I just Elba. The electric flatulence. Perhaps I can persuade you into something a bit more sophisticated. Cool. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you much for tuning in. Uh, I would say find me on the social networks, but uh, I don't care about them. Don't pay attention. So don't bother. But I sometimes update ChromedomeRadio.com. Actually, uh, I should mention, I haven't mentioned this, but uh, 
we teamed up with Castwork, Castwork Industries, which is like a, a podcast networking thing. So that's what that thing is that you hear at the beginning of the episodes now. She's It's like some some sexy woman voice, and she's like, uh, the Castwork Comedy Podcast Network. And she has like that raspy voice at the end. Network. Yeah, that's what that is. So, um... It literally doesn't affect you at all. If you're subscribed, you're subscribed. The The RSS feed changed, but it was all behind the scenes. It was actually a pretty easy transition. And that's that's it. That's the KDR update. That's the episode. I thank you much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>